of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results. Made just for us. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip to the professional-grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girlbomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb, available at Walgreens. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're talking about trendsetters, women whose vision, style, and willingness to break barriers changed culture, from what we wear to how we behave. Today, we're talking about a woman known for her good manners, the author of the 20th Century Etiquette Bible. Please welcome the prudent and polite Emily Post. Emily was born during the Gilded Age of the 1870s in Baltimore, Maryland. Her father was the renowned architect of Tuxedo Park, an exclusive community outside New York City. When Emily was five years old, her family moved to New York, where she grew up amongst the upper crust. Emily attended finishing school and spent summers in Bar Harbor, Maine. Back in the city, she grew into a popular debutante. In fact, it was at a ball where she first met the stockbroker Edwin M. Post. Emily married him in 1892. The couple had two sons, but beyond their wealthy upbringings, their similarities proved to be limited. One example, Edwin was a frequent sailor. Emily was prone to seasickness. Still, they remained unhappily married until 1905, 
For years, Edwin had consorted with a host of young mistresses. But one especially angry ex-lover decided to leak their affair to a gossip journalist, who in turn used the information to blackmail Edwin. When Edwin caught wind of the plan, he decided to expose the blackmailers. He did, but in doing so, he also exposed his own infidelity. The scandal flooded the headlines for months. Emily was humiliated. In 1906, the couple announced their divorce. Having been born into wealth, money wasn't a concern for Emily, even as a single woman. But she'd been married for 13 years. What was she to do with all her free time? On his deathbed, Emily's father had told her to pursue her passion for writing. After her divorce, Emily carried out her father's words. She wrote five novels over six years and road-tripped across the U.S. with her oldest son, after which she penned a travel log. But none were especially well-received. The subject of etiquette is what turned her from a writer into a superstar. As the legend goes, in 1920, Emily was at a dinner. A friend suggested, why don't you compose a book on how to behave? At first, Emily wasn't interested. Writing about good manners, it was just so uninspired. But her friend was persistent and well-connected. Soon, Emily had a book deal and a mission. For two years, Emily became an anthropologist of sorts, polling her family, friends, and even people on the street on etiquette. Her goal was not to shame people or dictate their behavior. She thought of etiquette as a reflection of community, of people existing beyond themselves. The best society, she believed, was made up of gentle folk who drew on common sense and consideration for others. In 1922, at 50 years old, Emily published Etiquette, the Blue Book of Social Usage. The 619-page Blue Book quickly became the Bible of etiquette, reaching the top of Publishers Weekly nonfiction bestsellers after eight months. Though Emily had come from a highly privileged world, her understanding of etiquette was an egalitarian one. It did not assume good etiquette derived from wealth. This was notable for her time. The 1920s marked an age of old and new industrial wealth, including her own families, and a spike in income inequality. In the first edition of Etiquette, Emily wrote, Best society is not a fellowship of the wealthy, nor does it take to exclude those who are not of exalted birth, but it is an association of gentle folk, of which good form and speech, charm of manner, knowledge of the social amenities, and instinctive consideration for the feelings of others are the credentials by which society the world over recognize its chosen members. Good manners and good behavior evolve with the times. Emily knew that. She spent the rest of her life revising her own etiquette book and publishing new editions. Eventually, it included sections on how to welcome a soldier back from war and the proper way to hitchhike. While Emily experienced much success in her career, tragedy was also a close acquaintance. In 1909, her mother was killed in a car accident, and a few weeks after her younger son's 32nd birthday, he died of appendicitis. Like Emily's father, her eldest son was an architect. He and Emily built a house in Massachusetts. She continued to reside there for the rest of her life, writing novels and new editions of her etiquette blue book. Emily wrote 10 editions of Etiquette before she passed away in September 1960, at 87 years old. In 2022, Emily's great-great-grandchildren published the modernized centennial edition of Etiquette under the Emily Post Institute, founded by Emily and her eldest son in 1946. 
All month, we're talking about trendsetters. For more information, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 